You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. Going to be looking forward to the weekend of sports, especially with the Arkansas and Alabama basketball game. It's a big one. It's a big one for all the right reasons. It should be an excellent game between two teams that are very similar in the way that they stack up and how they play the game and how fun it should be. And luckily today we're going to get a little more of the Alabama perspective on how things are in Alabama with this great start they've had to the SEC season, sitting at 5-0, and hottest team in the SEC. We're going to talk more about it with Mike Rodak, who covers Alabama for AL.com, does a great job with them, not only with basketball, but football, everything going on. And he's joining us right now. So let's go to the phone lines and welcome in Mike Rodak. Mike, appreciate you joining us, man. How are you doing this afternoon? Doing pretty well. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And I got to say, seeing Alabama be the talk of the talk in SEC basketball is a little different. You don't see that very often. And I just want to start right there with uh, as far as obviously Alabama winning the national championship in football. People are excited about that. But how do the fans feel about this basketball team right now and the hot start they've gotten off to in SEC play? Yeah, I'd say they're starting to pay attention. I, I still don't know if it's, uh, you know, if every Alabama fan is going to be tuning into this game or even, you know, the next few games. But um, it, it's definitely different. You know, I've, I've been here two years now, and I didn't really sense very much excitement last year. Um, and then obviously this year, football going deeper into the postseason, I think that it probably hurt basketball a little bit. But, you know, once we get into February here and um, if they can continue, you know, winning, um, and then I think more people will get engaged, especially as you get closer to the tournament and in kind of you know a different march uh, than what they're used to around here. Mike, we know the philosophy with Bama. Uh, it's about not running much clock and getting their share threes or getting to the rim. But and so that's been the philosophy. Have they been in a game this year where they've had to get outside their comfort zone, but been able to come away with a win? Definitely. Um, I'd say their offense really hasn't started clicking until maybe, you know, this past winning streak that they've been on the last five, six games. I mean, the first month or month and a half of the season, it was really a grind offensively. And there's some games where they were just, you know, chucking up 25, 33s and uh, just not hitting very many. And Nate Oates kept saying, you know, we're just going to keep doing it. We're going to keep playing at our pace. We're going to keep playing our style and the shots will start falling. And, and they did. Um, the Tennessee game went on the road there. You know, they started to really fall in that game and a couple, a couple of these other SEC games as well. But in general, I wouldn't say they've shot the lights out, you know, this season. Um, I don't think that's the, the main reason why they are where they are. I think it's honestly because their defense has improved and their defense was an issue last year. Uh, they had the goal of being top 40 in, in defensive efficiency. And I haven't checked the stats the last couple of days, but they've been right around that mark. Um, if not in the 30s. So um, it, that's that's honestly played a, the biggest role is just like how do they create offense when you can't hit 8, 10, 12 threes a game as they sometimes have, um, and that's just doing some work underneath the rim. It's rebounding. It, it's playing defense. And I think they've done a much, much better job of that this year uh, than they did last year. You know, one of the comparisons that I made of just watching Alabama in the few games I've had a chance to was that they kind of remind me of that Auburn team of a couple of years ago that made a run to the Final Four where, I'm not saying that they came out of nowhere, but they had a particular game and a particular style that when it was on, there was nobody that was stopping them. 
Do you see a lot of similarities between Alabama and that Auburn team as far as the way they handle things and how they play? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. You know it was a couple of years ago. I, don't, I probably wasn't even living here in Alabama yet, so I can't say I followed that team too closely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say in general, you know, they definitely they think that they can win with this style. I mean, Nate Oates has come into Alabama thinking that if, if you know players these days want to play that up-tempo style, if they want to play that, then they will come here and play. And I think it's shown recruiting-wise. I mean, Auburn obviously was able to get some big-time recruits themselves, but um, Alabama has come in with a pretty good class this year. Next year, they have a top-10 prospect coming in in J.D. Davidson. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a change um, from where things were, I think, over the past decade. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. I think players want to be in this system. I think they, they want to shoot. They want to run, run up and down the court. Um, you know, I think it's a fair question. Can it be sustained every single game, or will those bad games just knock you out? I think John Calipari, after the Alabama-Kentucky game last year, basically said that. He said, I don't think that style works. I think our style works. The Kentucky style works because you need to win six times in a row uh, to get to the Final Four, you know, to win a championship. But he didn't think that you could win that many times in a row um, with this style. So it'd be interesting to see what happens in March. But right now, I think, you know, they're in a very good position to be playing in March and um, to have a chance to, to kind of show the world that this style would work. Coach Oates commented about a couple of players that could possibly return and get some minutes based on uh, coming back from injury. So what is the status with them if they play? How does that change the lineup? Yeah, I mean, Herb Jones is just the the real emotional uh, leader of the team. Obviously, a, a defensive presence who brings a lot of energy and a lot of effort out there. So that changes a lot of what they do. I think it really just ups their intensity each game and um, it really makes things difficult on opposing offenses when he's in the game. I don't think he's going to play very, very minutes if he plays at all uh, tomorrow. That's that's the latest word from Nate Oates is that it's probably going to be you know next week when I think they play at LSU on Tuesday night um, when he's more likely to come back. And and same thing with Javon Quinterly, who's been out the past uh, four games now with a uh, what they're calling a medical condition. So they're already down two players there, and then they lose Jordan Bruner. Um, they're, they're starting center uh, for a knee injury that's probably going to keep them out for a month, month and a half. And uh, so numbers-wise, they're certainly down with that Kentucky game on Tuesday night with a chance of getting her back, with a chance of getting Quinterly back tomorrow. But if they do play, it will be very limited. Um, I, I don't think they'd make much of an impact. I think you know if they return, it will be next week. So without them, it, it really it falls on a guy like John Petty, who has shot up and down this year. I mean, there's been some games where he's ice cold. There's been some games where he's red hot. Uh, he's been more, you know, on the, the right hot side lately. And they'll certainly need that to continue um, if they don't have quarterly in the lineup to, to score, especially. We'll continue our discussion with Mike Rodak of AL.com here in just a second. But, folks, it's going to be a great weekend for playoffs. Woohoo! Ready for this in the NFL. Cannot wait. And what makes it so much more enjoyable is because my team's not in. I don't care about who wins it. But what I do care about is who wins. And that's why I play some bets. You know, you like to make some money. If you're going to watch the games, why we'll make some money on it. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust here on this podcast. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for 50% off your welcome bonus. We're running out of football time, folks. And since we only got a few games left, they're key games. Let's make some money on it. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get on, on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on. 
to receive a 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's a great deal. Get on it. Get Take advantage of it. Don't wait anymore. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Speaking with Mike Rodak of AL.com right now on the Cartridge World Hotline on Out of Bounds. You know, something that I saw Nate Oates say about Arkansas is that we're catching them at the wrong time. What did, what did he mean by that when he says we're catching Arkansas at the wrong time? Yeah, so he was referring to the LSU loss um, and being, you know, beaten, I think it was by what, almost 20 points to LSU. And in Nate's mind, the way he's thinking of that is that you have a team coming off a loss, which in his mind is a better team than what they showed in that game and then being motivated to play better and to get back to normal you know in this next game so that's where he's coming from that honestly if if Arkansas had won their last five games I I think he'd probably say the same thing you don't want to be playing a a team that's you know won five games in a row so it kind of goes both ways I think a a coach can kind of talk out of both sides his mouth on that one just with the intention of trying to motivate his team um, to not overlook the opponent and, and to be ready for this game. So at the end of the day, I think that's really what his his reasoning was for saying that. But, um, again, I think the, the logic behind it was that you have an Arkansas team that's, that's wanting to play better than what they showed the last time out. What is Alabama like defensively, or is it one of those things with, uh, you know, we're so dynamic on offense, that's where it starts for us, and then now our defense as well as – you know, just getting back and defending, we can just play freely from there. Yeah, I mean, the, the way that Nate always talks about it is is that defense creates offense in his mind. And if you can disrupt, you know, make a disruptive defensive play, cause a turnover, um, you know, get a rebound and, and start running with the ball, then that's a more advantageous position for the offense to be in than, you know, the, the opposing offense having scored and then you have to bring the ball down the court and everything's set up. Uh, so he always thinks that if you can make a disruptive defensive play, then you can be a lot quicker in offense and you can run his style better. Uh, so he really tries to make his players try to focus on defense uh, with that in mind, that it will create offense for themselves and they'll put guys in, in better shooting positions and um, you know create two-on-one fast breaks, those sort of situations. So. You know, I I think he emphasizes it. I, I don't think this is a team that just simply says go out and shoot the ball. You know, thirty threes a game, and don't worry about defense. Just worry about scoring as many points as possible. I think he's he's still a defensive coach in the sense that he wants his guys to play hard. And if you're not playing hard, he's going to bench you. That's what he did to uh, Javon Quinterly right before his his medical condition. These last four games, he was benched. Um, he didn't start because. He didn't think he was playing hard enough defense. Even though he was scoring 13, 14 points a game, uh, he was coming off the bench, and they started a freshman who Nate thought was playing harder instead. So there's definitely still an effort component that that Nate wants to see, and uh, it's not all just about shooting. Mike, I do want to shift gears a little bit and talk football just because I'm curious about it and all the stuff that's going on with Bama. Obviously, winning the national championship's big. The fans are going crazy. It was a great season and a great uh, game for all the Alabama fans over Ohio State. But the latest thing is Steve Sarkeesian leaving, and it seems like he's poaching all these coaches from Alabama, which I feel like Nick Saban is not a big fan of. What can you make of that situation, and why are these coaches deciding to go with Sark over in Texas instead of staying with Saban? Yeah, I think money is certainly a factor there. I think Jeff Banks, who was their tight end coach last year, special teams coach, 
um, from what I've seen reported, is, is getting a million dollars a year from Texas. And obviously, Texas has you know about as deep as pockets of anybody in college football, even deeper than Alabama. So they can afford it. Um, I don't know if Nick Saban wants to go as high as, as some of you know the, the competing offers are in this. And at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, it, Sark has his own program to run. I don't think he's going to have you know, four or five years of Texas to just meander. Um, I think it has to be something where he needs to win pretty quickly, and that means recruiting pretty quickly. Um, Jeff Banks is a guy who has recruited really well in Texas for Alabama the last couple of years. In fact, I think they've gotten almost as many five stars and four stars out of Texas as the Texas schools have, and uh, that's that's been the main guy for them in terms of recruiting that area. So that's definitely a blow for Alabama. Obviously, losing Sark, you know, it's a blow. I think everybody expected it, though. I don't think anybody was thinking that, you know, Steve Sarkeesian would be back at Alabama for a third season. So it's just a matter of them trying to reload. Um, You know, Bill O'Brien's a guy who it's going to be, I think, a change for him being a coordinator at the college level, having come from, you know, being an NFL head coach. But um, obviously having an experienced name there, and then it's just a matter of figuring out offensively, you know, what their next steps are. I think that's honestly the bigger issue for them is a quarterback and running back, receiver, offensive line. I mean, they're taking a ton of hits as far as guys going into the draft and, and leaving. Um, and it's going to be a much younger Alabama offense next year. And I think a lot of unproven guys, a lot of talented guys, a lot of five stars, but just guys who haven't really done it quite yet at this level. We'll continue our discussion with Mike Rodak here in just a second of AL.com. But first, folks, I know that there's a lot of times during the cold winter months, things start happening to our vehicles, whether it's you know spark plugs or the heater ain't running right, or we just got issues that maybe we want to fix ourselves, or maybe some of you who are listening actually run an auto shop and you want to start fixing vehicles for other people too. You got to get the parts. You got to get what you need but they're so expensive when you go to those big box stores. Luckily, at rockauto.com, it's a family business that's been serving part customers online for 20 years, and not only have been doing it forever, they have reliably low prices. Whether it's professionals or do-it-yourselfers, whoever you are, they take care of it, and it's the same price all around, and they're very, very low. doesn't matter the make or the model, what you need, engine modules, cup holders, whatever it is, they have it all. If you go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts they have for your car, truck, be sure to write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, Mike, last one before we let you get out of here. I noticed that you used to cover the Buffalo Bills for ESPN, <laughs> and uh, obviously what's going on with them right now, it's pretty exciting times up in Buffalo still. How do you feel about them, obviously, since you covered them a long time, about going into the playoffs this weekend, and can they finally get to that AFC title game with a big victory over the Ravens this weekend? Yeah, it's funny. Bill fans always give me flack. I mean, I was there for six years, and they went to the playoffs one year, and that, had, that broke, I think, a 17- or 18-year streak of, of not going to the playoffs. But they always blamed it on me, that <laughs> I was the problem why they weren't going to the playoffs. And now that I'm gone, they have all the success because I'm gone. So that's, that's <laughs> what I'm told um, by Bill's fans. But, yeah, I mean, they certainly gotten better. They, that, that organization from top to bottom, almost every single job has been turned over in the last three years. I mean, it's completely different people from when I was there. Um, which I think is a good thing. I mean, they needed to make some changes, and they did, and it's worked out. Um, obviously, quarterback has been, I think, the biggest improvement that they've had. And um, I think they'll go as far as Josh Allen takes them. I mean, it's, it's an offensive team now. Um, 
it's a lot different than, you know, the defensive run-based team that I used to cover. Um, but Lamar Jackson, you know, is, is starting to get hot again. And I think if, if he plays the sort of game that he's capable of playing that he did last year, I think the Ravens can, you know, to Buffalo and win. Um, just don't tell Bill fans that because they'll probably come <laughs> storm my house and, you know, throw me through a table. <laughs> Don't worry, our uh, your secret's safe with us here on this radio show from telling the Bills fans. Well, Mike, we appreciate it, man. Appreciate you hopping on with this great stuff on Alabama and also the NFL playoffs. Have a great weekend, my man, and I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road. Yeah, you got it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can ask, also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that we may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.